Walleye Dan, The Stack of Stuff, A Morning Prayer, and Swirl Master 2000, all on Kwame and Company. Amy and Phil with you for uh, podcast number 15, the Kwame and Company podcast number 015, to say it correctly. Uh, we've got Dr. Sharon Ford talking about foster care and a variety of other things today, including, remember the story about, it's called returning a name? Probably not, because this is a little obscure here. Returning no, a I, name. No, I don't remember this. This is the one where about a million Jews who oh. perished in the Holocaust have not been identified. Sure. They're still working on that, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Pat, as a software engineer, he's got a, a new uh, a program and website and app that he's hoping will 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 bring uh, closure to some families that never knew what happened to Uncle Abraham. Right. You know, uh, um, he's a software engineer. He said his new website will restore the names of people who who have been unaccounted for. Uh, here's what happens. A, a user uploads a photo of a lost friend or relative for free, uh, and the website is numberstonames.org, numberstonames.org. So when you, when you send in the, the photo, the site analyzes the face and then works with museums dedicated to the Holocaust, and they search through hundreds of thousands of archival photos looking for a match. Mm. And so if there's already a photo of somebody, a lot of times they've got names to go with those guys. Right. That were in the camp or wherever. Mm -hmm. So the computer's doing all the hard work there of comparing faces. Facial recognition. Right? Yeah. And it's probably got to be a very sophisticated uh, version of that because, you know, these people uh, starving in the camps uh they they would look different but their faces the you know, facial recognition stuff you know the distance between the eyes and whatever they measure shouldn't change so you and I might not even recognize uncle abraham but the computer will cool so the site is an invaluable resource and scott miller former chief curator of the united states holocaust memorial museum told the bbc we all knew the six million Jews were killed, but every person has a name, every person has a face, and they're trying to restore identity to the at least a million that are still completely unidentified. Wow. So there's a worthwhile endeavor. I was gonna say and quite the endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, we hope you wish you the best with that. Daniel Pat, software engineer. Again, the website, in case you want to look around there. Uh, numbers to names.org. Okay. Another group of sort of forgotten people are kids that end up in the foster care system, which is apparently overwhelmed all around the country with all kinds of issues. Uh, and, and I had a figure here that was amazing. Now I won't be able to find it. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Our guest uh, in just a moment is Dr. Sharon Ford, the Director of Foster Care and Adoption and Focus on the Family. She says 319,000 children currently in the U.S. foster care system are uh, will be unable to stay with their temporary families. Wow. For some reason, you know, whatever it is. 
Right, because usually they're just a temporary home. It's not a permanent. Yeah. Like that foster home isn't set up for adopt- adopting kids. Right. But they're talking about it could be it, it could be arrest, it could be conviction, it could be detention. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of bad things that happen. Uh, by the age of 17, more than half of the young people who were removed from their homes originally will have some encounter with the legal system. Wow. And to complicate this, many states don't have enough foster homes, including Minnesota. They're always looking. Mm-hmm. And you hear about that all the time. This has led to kids being housed and housed it is in quotes here, in jails and in offices. Don't have a home for you. Right. Put you in the corrections center or or just a, an office building. Hard to believe, but it happens. Wow. So Sharon Ford joining us from Focus on the Family. Um, we've already done ants and we already did number to names before. Well, we did ants. And we well, did number to names. On the podcast? Mm-hmm. Wow, what's my system is broken here. <laughs> We did it last, it would have been episode 12. 91.5 and 102.7, The Word. We're talking again with Dr. Sharon Ford, Director of Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family. Their website, if you want to check it out, even while we're talking, waitnomore.com or .org, waitnomore.org. And Dr. Ford, it's uh, good to have you on again. Uh, I mean, a lot of folks, you know, they're they're on Kwame Company one day, and then they say nuts that I'm not coming back. But you're back for the second day. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so as we're talking about the foster care system, does this system that's in place today uh, encourage Christians to follow through on the biblical mandates that, that we see to care for the fatherless? And we're not just saying fatherless in uh, you know, kids without fathers, but kids that don't have uh, a nurturing parent to a parental situation in their home? Um, you know, state government is required to, to recruit um, foster homes for children in need of placement. And um, state government should be willing to open their doors to families who know and love the Lord. Because why? They understand what it means to um, care. They have a heart for caring because the Bible has taught them that that's part of their role and opportunity of loving God. God says that we are supposed to show hospitality to the stranger. The children who are in need, these children who have been victims of abuse and neglect, they need the hospitality of, of, of your home so that they can come in there and not just get a cool drink of water mm-hmm. to quench their thirst, but to get education, to learn how to sit at a table and eat with the family, um, learn how to, t- that yes, we bathe regularly in our house. Um, and, and, we do, and, and yes, we're going to wash your clothes so that you have clean clothes every day to wear to school. Um, and, and yes, we do understand that there's a need for you to have a bedtime. So our household has structure. We do have family rules. We don't hit each other. We don't spit on spit on each other. Um, we talk respectfully to one another. Um, children who haven't grown up in an environment where they have structure need that structure. And boy, Christians um, have learned how the Bible says that we are to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they won't depart from it. And so. Here, the government has an opportunity to welcome in a whole resource of families 
who know what it means to um, be a good uh, protector, a good caregiver of children, to show hospitality, and um, to follow the rules. Um, God tells, tells us in the Bible that um, do unto Caesar as Caesar says. So if, if we're supposed to pay taxes unto Caesar, okay, when you're being a, foster, a good foster parent, you need to follow the rules of the uh, of um, that the state has set down. Yeah. Um. And one of those rules means not physically disciplining, not using uh, a belt, um, to to discipline a child. You say, why is that important? Why is she bringing that up? Um. I know that um, children need discipline, but one of the things that child welfare will explain to you when you come to the trainings is that you need a whole toolbox of discipline of ways to correct a child that doesn't include striking them yeah when you think that these children have come from homes where they have been beaten and neglected and abused why would we why would child welfare want a foster parent to use physical discipline when there's so many other ways that you can get a child's attention and to redirect their behavior, correct their behavior um, with other, other using other tools. You've written uh, uh, a lot about r- restoring order and routine in a child's life, and that's that's something that even uh, parents with their biological kids uh, that's a, a struggle sometimes. But why is that so important to have routine in the family? You know, children who um, children are, need guidance. They want to know what's expected of them. And when we know, and all of us as human beings, when we know what's expected of us, we rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. We need people to advocate for us and, and cheer us on, um, steer us in the right direction, and we flourish. We flourish with guidance. These children... When they come in, they're like a little wildflower, um, some of them, and they need the structure. Just like you you tie um, a, a piece of bamboo to a, a tree when it's a sapling to help it grow, straighten out before it grows tall, that's what these children need. They need you tying your love and you tying your structure to them, um, metaphorically, um, so that they grow up to blossom and can grow up straight with understanding and appreciation of what it means to be a part of a family and to be a part of a community where there are expectations about how we treat each other and how we show up every day. We're talking about the foster care system and the great need for, well, especially Christians to to jump in and, and rescue these kids that need a place to be, a, a, a safe place to to grow and experience childhood. And and uh, Dr. Uh, Sharon Ford is with us. Maybe the first step for somebody listening this morning is to, to go online to all the information at Focus on the Family just to get a, a, a better picture of what's involved even before they contact their, their state foster care system. Exactly, Phil. We would love for them to go to our website at waitnomore.org, and we have a Getting Started tab. Click on that and learn what it means to get started about being a foster parent. You, you have an inquiring mind, and you want to know, and we want you to know, and that's why we have that information on there. You're also going to be able to see on one of our resources, there's a map. You'll be able to 
hover over that map for your state and you'll be able to click on your state and it will pull up the um, policies for your state about becoming a foster parent. I mean, there's some general ones. You have to have a, a residence. The child has to have their own room that they'll um, reside in. They have to have their own bed. Um, your pets have to be vaccinated. Um, you have to uh, have a background check. Why? Because we need to know that you're not running from and hiding from the law. Um, you need to have a, a, a um, um, car insurance um, for driving, a, a valid driver's license for that as yeah. well. Um, you know, just practical things. Um, if you're, if the child's bedroom is in the basement, that there's a, a safe way for that child to um, leave the basement if, you know, God forbid that there would be a fire in the right. home. But that there's a way for the child to get out safely without coming up the stairs um, and going uh, um, out the front door. All practical things. That information is on our website because we want you to ha um, have your questions ready when you get ready to go to training. When you get ready to engage with the state office or your local child welfare office, we want you to not go in blind. We want you to go in with good information so that you can uh, make a difference in the life of a child. Again, the website at Focus on the Family is wait no more, no spaces there, waitnomore.org. Dr. Sharon Ford with us. We'd love to talk again tomorrow morning. Can we do that, Doc? Yes. Right. Glad to be back. They've been awarded the most talented radio morning crew in America for three years in a row. But we couldn't afford them, so we have Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. Hey, I resemble those remarks. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, it started out nice and then it took a turn there. <laughs> this is the Kwame and Company podcast, though, so mm -hmm. maybe this is the most popular podcast. Who's to say it isn't? Well, a lot of people probably. I'm sure there's some kind of records that people keep. The Association of Podcasts. Uh, Something uh, on how many times it's been listened yeah. to. And... Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a story about uh, a, a porposeful life. See where I'm going here? Uh -huh. Porposeful? Yeah, nice. There was a dolphin trapped in a creek in Clearwater, Florida. Apparently this happens from time to time. They start going inland just for some reason, exploring. They're curious guys. Porpoises are very curious. I mean, they get stuck up there, upstream somewhere. Right, because tide goes in and out. Right, exactly. So uh, Clearwater, Florida, for three weeks there was a dolphin trapped in a creek up there. And the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, the CMA. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they... Do that for you and then put in press CMA. Right. Decided yeah. to help it uh, back to open seas, but this isn't easy. The only way out was through a small opening under a bridge. Apparently the same way the dolphin got in, but he, he got spooked by it coming the other way. Oh, maybe I, it was following food the, the one The other way. time, yeah. <laughs> well, like minnows go in minnow uh, Oh, yeah, traps. minnow baskets, and they don't get back out. And you'd think... Well, there's a hole the there. Same just, hole. just swim back out that hole. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it funnels in. Well, yeah, so it's easier going and the in. The other one's just a hole but that you're trying to get The hole is the same size. It's just that they... Right. Well, so this dolphin, to help coax this dolphin, they get 28 biologists from 
the CMA, and they they got out there in the water and formed a human chain and start slowly moving toward the lost dolphin while making lo- loud noises. That had to be fun to watch. Bunch of CMA guys out there splashing around. And what are they You say doing? CMA, I think of so many different things, except for Clearwater. Christian Music Association. And uh, Christian Motorcycle Association. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Country Music Association. No, no, no. It's a Clearwater Marine Aquarium. So I'm, oh, and, oh, that one. Of the, course, the, that's CMA. The first one that popped up into my head, as you say, these people are yelling, is the Christian Motorcycle Association. So I'm imagining these guys in vroom, vests. Vroom, vroom. No, just in vests, oh, oh. you know, out there yeah, with, with their, their bandanas. Yeah. And... yeah, yeah, they got their little outfits. <laughs> that's what. Sorry. Whenever I see one of those guys all decked out, not the CMA necessarily, but yeah. motorcycle guys. Uh-huh. I mean, you could wear T-shirts and the jeans like you always wear, but I, the leathers have a purpose. Oh, yes. But there are other things that they wear that, see, you know, that's your outfit, I guess, right. that you're going to wear. That's, if that's what you wear. The outfit. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, anyway, so they're they're making anti-dolphin noises or they're making noises. <laughs> anti-dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of noises they're making. Slowly walking toward the lost dolphin, making loud noises, and it worked. Apparently, the dolphins went neat, wanted nothing to do with these motorcycle guys <laughs> and escaped through the passage and out into Tampa Bay. CMA spokesperson. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Brittany Baldrica it said in a statement that the idea wasn't to scare the dolphin, but rather to give it the option to swim through the bridge on its own. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> By scaring it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't say that. I added that on there. Right? The object well, wasn't to scare it. We're glad. <laughs> We're glad okay. the dolphin got out. Yes. She was trying to put a positive spin on this right. whole thing. Well, the CMA would do that because yes. they are the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one good story. Uh, let's go back to Dr. Sharon Ford talking about uh, uh, kids and uh, what you can do to, to help in this whole situation of kids that need a place to stay. And then after that, we get celebrity quotes. Celebrity quotes. Woo. Yeah. and 102.7, The Word. This is Kwame and Company, and we've been focusing on the foster care system uh, with Dr. Sharon Ford from Focus on the Family. Uh, And welcome again, Dr. Ford. Thank you for having me again, Phil. I appreciate being able to come back. Well, you've been writing, uh, and and we saw uh, information from Focus on the Family about the, the number of kids who currently are unable to stay with their temporary families, and they've already been removed from their their um, uh, biological families. Looking into the future for for foster kids, kids that have been removed from a from a home, do they have some common experiences uh, 10, 20, 30 years down the road? You know, one of the things you 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 ask a good question. Um, because I think uh, when I talk to um, young people with lived experience, and when I say lived experience, they they have participated in the foster care system. Some of them were able to return home, be reunited reunited with their families. Some of them were never reunited and um, aged out of the foster care system. Um, some of them were able to be uh, placed with a forever family and were adopted. 
their common conversation was, um, my caseworker, I knew when people cared about me. I knew when my caseworker really was invested in me and not just doing a job. I, when I was in a foster home that really loved me and made me, be a, made me feel like I was a part of the family, they cared about me getting my homework done. They, they um, sat down and spent time with me. They listened to me. They, they, they asked me about my, what my hopes and my dreams were. Um, they, they invested in the things they, they felt like I was the most important person in their life for the time that they, I spent time with them. Um, they went to the school and checked on me. They, they participated, they let me participate in, in sports or I was, they helped me study for the spelling bee. They talked about the people who invested in them. They had ex clear examples. They remembered those people by name. You yes. know, yeah. it, it was just kind of like embedded in their brains about these people showed up for me. Every child, every child needs people in their life who invest in them. Dr. Sharon Ford is our guest. We're talking about kids in the foster care system and uh, Dr. Ford, we've been encouraging people to investigate this and to look into what their role could be. Are there are there questions that we should be asking ourselves if our listeners are in that mode, things that we need to consider to make sure we've got a realistic view of fostering before you jump into the whole process? Yes, Phil, there are. The first thing I ask people to do is ask God. That's the first question. God, is this something you are calling me and my family to step into? Mm -hmm. Show me the way. God doesn't leave us blind. He shows us the way. And when he, he says this, is yes, I, need, I want you to say yes to serving children, to have a, a, let your home be a hospitality place. Whether he'll you'd say, okay, God, don't just stop with that question. Okay, should we be temporary foster parents? Should we do respite care? Should we do long-term foster care? You say, well, what are the difference? I want people to go to our website at waitnomore.org, waitnomore, all one word, .org, and click on Getting Started. That website has wonderful information for you to, um, to, to share with you about what's the difference between res being res doing respite care doing short-term foster care or long-term foster care. It even has information about adopting children from the foster care system. It, and the other thing that's important is when God, when God says, well, yes, but you're not supposed to be a foster parent. And you say, well, what else is there? I didn't know where there were other things. There's a tab on our website that says being an ally. What do allies do? Because Phil, everybody is called to do something. It is what is that something God is calling you to do? And under the tab allies, it lists a whole host of ways that you can be involved in a child's life um, short of being a foster parent. Because those who are called to be foster parents, they need a community of people who will wrap around them and the children that they're caring for so that they can continue to faithfully do what God has asked them to do. Yes. Be the servant that he's called you to be, but be the right kind of servant. 
You know, and, and you bring up a good point of uh, being an ally to both the, the child, the, the foster parents, or, or even uh, there are other ways to be allies. Like in Minnesota, we've got uh, some uh, pretty strong mentoring systems for kids before they may have uh, problem areas that, that are so drastic that they need to be removed to the, from the home. Uh, a, a mentoring system for, for kids in their home is another option for people's involvement. Excellent example, Phil. Remember I talked about how every child needs people who are pouring into them? Yeah. A mentor is a wonderful way for someone to pour into a child's life. There are other structured um, capacities around mentorship. You could be a CASA volunteer. You say, what's CASA? A court-appointed special advocate. Oh. That individual invests in the life of a child who's in the foster care system they go, they go to training. The child is not in their home for foster care, but they go to training and they are assigned a case and they become the court's eyes and ears for that child and that child's sibling. And they get to spend time with that child so many hours a week. They get to write reports about that child, uh, um, how they're faring, um, how they're doing in school, how they're interacting with their siblings. And that information is, informs the court about what's going on with that child. The uh, CASA volunteer gets to help celebrate their birthdays, take them to the park, uh, show up at their school and have lunch with them at school so they can have as many hours during the week that they want yeah. with them or, or as few hours. But they are the eyes and ears of the court, and they are so needed. There are not enough CASA volunteers um, in, in any jurisdiction. And it's, you know, sometimes the CASA volunteers are assigned to littles um, and not the older kids. Yeah. Every child in the foster care system, ir irrespective of age, needs to have another caring adult in their life, not just their caseworker, not just their uh, foster parents, but a CASA volunteer who can be sharing information with the court about how they're faring. Unwinding Loons, Caulk Like Coffee, and the 100-word story. It's all part of Kwame and Company. You know, when I start listing the, the parts of Kwame and Company like that, uh, it occurs to me we have a lot of quirks on this program. Little quirky things that a lot of other radio programs don't have. I don't know how it started. I don't know what happened, but kind of went off right. into quirkiness there. I don't. I don't think my quirkiness stuff is listed yet. That hasn't been maybe apparent yet. You're not as quirky. Maybe not. Or you just don't. I don't reveal those quirky oh, that things could be. on air. Yeah. <laughs> you just react to the quirkiness that's pre-existent. Make pointed out the quirkiness. I don't know. Yeah. One of one of the things we do that I don't know how quirky it is, but it's become a tradition is celebrity quotes. So I'll give you a celebrity quote and you can respond to it because you know, in society in general, if a celebrity says it, it's gotta be true. Because mm -hmm. it's a celebrity. But that's not always the case. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Here we go. This is um what should we do first? Winona Judd. We know her. Sure. Singer. 
one of the Judd sisters, uh, and her mom passed away recently. I guess it was in 2022, I think, late in the year. I don't, mm, I don't remember what that was. Within the last year, it, yeah, anyway. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, and so she's gone through some deep water in her life, that and other things we mm, may know of. Yeah. Here she says, uh, just go to the next step. You mm. don't have to go to the final step, just the next step. I think generally. Very good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the way just it is. Do the, the next Christian. thing that you see. Right. Right. That's a Christian walk. Mm-hmm. Take the next step. He'll give you the light for what the next step is. Yeah, he, he, he's, God is quite good at keeping things close to his chest. He doesn't usually yeah. give us the whole story right. right up front. Usually you walk each step in faith. Right. And so he'll tell, okay, now do this. Yeah. Now do this. He doesn't necessarily tell you where it's leading to. Some people get <laughs> really frustrated when they can't see the end of the whole mm-hmm. journey and, uh, well, you're going to have a frustrated life. Then, right. Because yeah. that's just not that's <laughs> the way it works. That is just how it's going to go. <sighs> okay. Here's one from, uh, this is a celebrity that I've never heard of before. So I don't know. It's not, not your normal, typical celebrity. This is from Louise Arbor. She's the former United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights. Okay. So important post, you would think. Mm-hmm. Louise says, I always hated the expression, being the voice of the victims. They have voices. What they need is a megaphone. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important distinction. Right. We don't have to be their voice. They uh, they have plenty to say. Right. They just need somebody Nobody's bigger. hearing it. Yeah. Right. Bigger voice to be able to amplify it. Yep. So, so like far, it. thumbs up on both oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay, one more. And this is a more pure celebrity kind of person. Lauren Hutton, who was a model mm. a, a few years back. Here's a, her picture. Remember her? Oh, yeah. A few years back. <laughs> well, I don't know. She, she's she's older. She's older. She's, but she's been doing, she's probably, I think I've seen her probably recently on like Oil of Olay or Yeah, she probably Maybelline used to be in Vogue like and now she's yeah. in Dress Barn ads. <laughs> So I, don't I don't think know. she's gone downhill no. that oh, far. Oh, okay. If, if you're going to name a place, <laughs> have you seen those? They don't yes, have them around have. here. But I, it's been a really long time since I've seen one. The Dress Barn. I used to love that store. Well, it might be a great store, but yeah. I'm not sure about the, name the for whole it. Yeah. idea of that name. Unless <laughs> barns have a positive note, but to go shopping for dresses in a barn, I'm not sure that that's the place. You... Right. Well, anyway, it has nothing to do with dress barns. It's just Lauren Hutton, model, says, <laughs> whether it's beauty or fashion, there's an obsession with youth. But if we're lucky, we're all going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's pretty much just a common well, yeah. sense thing. And I think if you look at it that way, I think that's a much healthier way, especially as a model. Yeah. I mean, that when you're... Everything is very focused on how you look. Right. That's a much healthier way of looking at it rather than, oh, I look so much older than everybody else. Well, you know what? That's, I've gotten a day you, older. You I'm blessed older. to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to look 16 your whole life. You'd be kind of goofy. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. So, so. positive on all the Winona, Lauren, and uh, Louise. Uh, yeah. Good jobs. Great. All right. Well, Fun. uh. Oh, go ahead. I just said fun. 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 All right.
<laughs> Dr. Sharon Ford has more info okay. on the foster care system. Dr. Sharon Ford is with us, Director of Foster Care and Adoption at Focus on the Family. And you mentioned earlier, too, that that uh, foster care does lead to adoption in some cases. Is, is, is that a common occurrence, or do, do people enter uh, foster care with that in mind? Um, there are some families, Phil, who do enter foster care with the thought that they would like to grow their family um, by adopting a child from the foster care system. They call that foster to adopt. Um, I remind families when they, they believe that God has spoken to them about doing it that way, that remember, the goal of foster care is for the family to get the help and the healing that they need so that their child can be returned to them. It's about reunification. It's only when reunification is no longer the plan for the child that that child becomes available, if the court says so, for adoption. And so the family needs to be all in for reunification. Right. And then if the if reunification if that stops being the plan and the court says now this child is available for adoption, the family's all in on what's for that child. That's where they need to be all in. I'm all in on this child. I'm here if they need reunification. I'm here if they need um, an adoptive family. I'm all in. And so I think it takes a very special family who goes in with that in mind. Yeah. Um, yes, there are lots of kids who do get placed in foster adopt that for whatever reasons, their birth families don't have the wherewithal um, to follow the treatment plan that the court has identified that they need to follow to have their children safely returned. And so um, they stop. Some of those families stop trying. And so those children become available for adoption. Uh, this has been a very insightful and Dr. Ford, thank you for, for joining us today. I, I, We've learned a lot, especially about the cost of volunteers. And I think it's a growing process, isn't it, for the people who are interested in being a foster care uh, provider, is that it, it, if you're able to approach this from the, the perspective of, uh, I want what's best for the child, no matter what happens with uh, a family situation with me, I want what's best for that child, then uh, you can make a, a great difference in one, two, or many children over the years yes you can your your love makes a difference for a child yeah if god's calling you to this space please step in go don't go in blind go on our website waitnomore.org wait no more all one word dot org go there look receive that information read the articles and if you have a question that you would like to pose to me there's even a place where you um, would be able to send a qu uh, your question to us and I can respond. Children in your community need you. Please, please ask God, how would you use me and my family to make a difference in the life of a child? Well, that's it for Kwame and Company Podcast 015. Except... Uh, we were looking at the newsletter that we got from Youth for Christ. <laughs> yeah, I was just going through a few things. The the YF Junction, the YFC Junction, they need, you know, at the place. Yeah. Uh, iPad, ping pong table, an industrial popcorn popper, uh, want, 
wall-mounted coat racks, oh. skateboards, storage solution, which is kind of looks like a wall-mounted coat rack, but sti- sideways. Okay, yeah. And two of them yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bike rack and a variety of the art supplies. But now I was looking at this. <laughs> more? The, well, the student outreaches for student outreaches. Yeah. Interactive board games like, and this is hilarious. Yeah. Um, clack. I don't even know what this is. Clack? Sounds fishy. They must have got new board games. Ultimate Chicken Horse? Never heard of that. Hand-to-Hand Wombat. I don't know what any of those are. (laughs) Are these Uh, board games or video games? Now, Taco versus Burrito, I've actually heard of that one. That's a game? Yes. That one I've actually. That was like a choice. (laughs) (laughs) That one I've actually. They want Nintendo Super Mario Party. They said, see our ever changing list online at BrainerdYFC.com. Stuff they need. So, yeah, they need Mm -hmm. your financial support. They also need your stuff. Right. All right. If you've got one of those games, more power to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for being with us. I have no idea what's coming up on Podcast 016. It's a mystery. All right. (laughs) We'll hit it next time.